Welcome to Newsmax Daily for Thursday, April 27th, 2023. It is already shaping up to be an incredible news day after an action-packed Wednesday. And it's a great family day as well. National Take Our Daughters and Sons to Work Day. It's also National Teach Your Child to Save Day. So if you are taking your child to work, be sure to pack a lunch and teach them how to brown bag it. And also don't bring them the Starbucks. Cracks me up how people who spend seven, eight, nine dollars a day, sometimes twice a day, on some kind of mocha frappe latte at Starbucks complain about not having enough money. You know who you are. And on the food calendar today, April 27th, is one of my wife's favorites, Prime Rib Day. And a lot of restaurants are having specials if that's one of your favorites as well. If you are one of the many new Newsmax Daily listeners, thanks for the download. Thanks for checking in. In the headlines, the debt ceiling debate. Tucker Carlson releasing a statement as the Fox News backlash continues. So does the DeSantis-Disney dispute, even with the governor in Israel today. Israel stands tall as a beacon of freedom in a troubled region. And reaction continuing to President Biden's re-election video. Uh, as a matter of housekeeping, uh, to whom should we direct our questions about the campaign? I don't have a in specific individual, but I'm sure we, we can figure that out and make sure you have contact with the right people. Yeah, And I would probably just go to the generic email, right, that's connected with the, uh, for now, that's connected with the campaign. That's White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre, whose job it is to provide the press with information on the president, referring the press to a generic email for answers on the president's re-election campaign, repeatedly citing the Hatch Act. That's a federal law you've probably heard of, meant to separate government officials from campaign activity. We get more from Chief White House Correspondent James Rosen, who was at the briefing. For the White House press secretary to refer the White House press corps to a generic email portal is, again, extraordinary. So one reporter sought what she imagined would be the firm ground of asking Jean-Pierre simply about her own experience. And this, in turn, produced another extraordinary admission. Can you tell us when and how you learned that the president was going to announce he was seeking another term? I am, I am not from this perch, from being a government official. Uh, I uh, cannot talk about 2024. I'm not involved in the re-elect. And I learned just like all of you this morning at 6 a.m. So here was the White House press secretary acknowledging that she was kept out of the loop on one of the biggest news media drops that any White House can possibly offer. So this reporter sought to clarify the nature of the president's decision and also the fact that these were questions that any presidential press secretary should have been prepared to answer. Look, I'm not going to get into the, per the president's personal uh, dis decision making that he made. Uh, again, anything like that, I would refer you to uh, the 2024 campaign. So I want to be very mindful there. Uh, but again, not going to get it's into a presidential decision, though, and you keep calling it a campaign decision. The president has to decide to enter the campaign. That's a presidential decision. Again, I'll refer you to 2024 campaign. Go ahead. So there you have it, uh, one for the history books in the annals of White House withholding. Again, that's Newsmax chief White House correspondent James Rosen, who has been through many presidencies and really knows his stuff. Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, another so-called MAGA extremist that was featured in President Biden's re-election short film, spoke with Eric Bowling. 
Uh, so how about you, you, you mega extremist you? <laughs> Thanks so much for having me back, Eric. Yeah, when I saw that I was featured in Joe Biden's reelection ad, I took to Twitter and I said, you know, I think we should define what extreme MAGA really means. And I made a list of about 13 different things. And it means something like this, extremely secure borders, extremely good economy, extremely low crime, um, extremely good education for our children. That's the type of list I put together because Joe Biden doesn't even know what Make America Great Again means. Joe Biden has spent two years now with America last policies and destroying our great country. So, you know, I think uh, the Democrats need a lesson and they need to understand what MAGA, especially extreme MAGA, is all about. Joe Biden can barely figure out where he is on a day-to-day -day basis. Congresswoman, he said his, the theme of his re-election campaign is let's, let's finish the job. And it, it harkens back to finish what job, Mr. President? Finish the job of bankrupting the country? Finish the job of draining the wallets of the American families, allowing millions of invaders to come through our borders? I don't know, what job is he talking about? Yeah, he doesn't know, and that's the problem. You know what really concerns me, though, is the Democrats have announced they're not even going to have debates in their presidential primary, and they have other declared presidential candidates running against Joe Biden. You know, it just seems like the fix is in when it comes to their uh, Democrat presidential primary. And what really concerns me is they don't even seem concerned about winning the 2024 election. They just keep carrying on with their horrific policies and they never change course. Um, that Perhaps that's because Joe Biden doesn't know what's going on and has no clue what he's doing every single day. You know, it's interesting he's taking a shot at you and Gates. I mean, you're on the very powerful government oversight, House Government Oversight Committee. You know, he and some of his family members may be called up to testify in front of you. Where, where do things stand like that? Well, if I have anything to do with it, absolutely they will be called up to testify and some of their business associates that help them with what appears to be money laundering. Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene and with more on the Biden investigation and cover-up, Greta Van Susteren spoke with former Attorney General Bill Barr. Well, I think, you know, there's a distinction between whether the Justice Department can ultimately prove a crime and whether the facts show what the American people understand they show, which is shameful influencing pedal, influence peddling, whether or not it was a crime. And uh, enough is out there to, to, to make that judgment. The second thing is uh, the, the cover-up on the, on the laptop was just, uh, you know, again, another epi a shameful episode of lying to the American public right on the eve of the election. Everyone knew that that was a legitimate uh, laptop and for the now President Biden during the debates to suggest it was Russian disinformation was just an outright lie to the American people. Um, let, me, let me ask you about that. I mean, I, I, I know a bunch of the names on that list because I've been in Washington a long time, uh, that 51 who signed it. Mm -hmm. I, I suspect that you know them too. Mm -hmm. yeah, I cannot see what possessed them to do it. Now, and, and the worst is that they sort of coached it like based on our experience, we're not sure or whatever. You know, it was, it was so patently clear to me that that this was lacked any sense of you know I don't mean no either, either, they're either they're incompetent or they're really being dirty because these are supposedly experienced intel people it, it was a dirty trick it was clearly calculated uh, and as you say the letter was couched in a way to, to create a false impression and uh, 
it, it was a, a political stunt. And um, and I said, I think all those so-called intelligence professionals act like hacked, political hacks. Former AG Fred Flintstone. Did I say that out loud? I meant Bill Barr. On the record with Greta Van Susteren. After a joint press conference on last night's big state dinner with President Yoon and Mrs. Kim from South Korea. Folks, you know, the truth of the matter is, Korea, South Korea is really one of our strongest, greatest, and most competent allies in the world. Today, President Biden participates in a Take Your Child to Work Day event at the White House, and then he has a call this afternoon with a group of grassroots supporters. That's about it. And did you see this yesterday? If not, you will be hearing and seeing a lot about it today. As President Biden spoke alongside the president of South Korea, a photographer caught a cheat sheet in his hand, signaling that he had advanced knowledge of a question from an L.A. Times reporter. Now, I don't know that this is necessarily so out of the ordinary, but but the paper also had a picture of the reporter and written on it was question number one, handwritten at the top of the sheet, essentially saying that's who the president should call on first. Pre-arranged questions. And over on Capitol Hill. The president said, well, I'm not going to talk to him until he offers a plan. Not only did we offer a plan, we passed it. House Republicans passed legislation last night raising the debt limit and cutting federal spending. The White House and Democrats in the Senate have said they'll only negotiate spending after Republicans pass a debt ceiling bill with no strings attached. And anonymous sources here in Florida say Governor DeSantis will announce a presidential exploratory committee sometime next month setting up a potential run for the White House. And if so, that announcement would come in mid-June. Meanwhile, the battle between DeSantis and Disney, the state's largest employer and revenue driver, continues after a special board that Ronnie D appointed to oversee Disney's world nullified two agreements Wednesday which would have given Disney control over expansion at its resort. Disney now suing the governor, accusing him of waging a revenge campaign against the company for its protected speech after it publicly opposed Florida's parental rights bill. You know, the so-called don't say gay law. And again, so you know when politicians or some media are putting a spin on it, the bill says teachers from kindergarten through high school cannot teach kids about sexual identity and gender orientation, except in qualified health classes, which are generally middle school and high school. The bill initially was stated through eighth grade. Last week, the Florida legislature expanded it all the way through 12th grade. DeSantis, who, as I mentioned, is in Israel, was asked about it this morning. Part of having a vibrant uh, market economy is that uh, you're not picking winners and losers. And the days of putting one company on a pedestal with no accountability are over in the state of Florida. Florida Congresswoman Maria Elvira Salazar spoke about it with Newsmax. Good to be with you. The problem with Disney is that they picked the wrong fight with the wrong guy. That's what happened. And uh, Governor DeSantis <laughs> um, is, is doing what the constituents want. I belong to, uh, I represent the state of Florida, and, uh, district number 27. DeSantis won by 0.2 four years ago, 0.2. And a few months ago, he won by 20 points. What does that tell you? That he's representing the people that live in the state of Florida. We are not woke. 
We're not neo-Marxists. We want to continue the traditional American values that made this country great. So it, that's basically it. it. I have not read the, the lawsuit. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Is that Disney got into the wrong business of trying to inject, penetrate wokeism in the, while they were supposed to be just entertaining children. Yeah, and, and, uh, I, I and, they, the, and look I who moved, they think counter. I moved the show down here and moved the family down here and just, it's, it's amazing. The free state of Florida it really does, does exist. Um, this, Welcome. Uh, Florida Gay Pride, the, the, the parade, they canceled after DeSantis pushed the law, passed the law banning children from drag shows. <laughs> Tells you exactly where they were going with that, doesn't it? Yeah, but I don't know why they're doing that. We respect the gay community. Everyone is entitled in this country to choose their sexual preferences, sexual orientation. Florida Rep Maria Elvira Salazar on the balance with Eric Bowling. That's weeknights at 8 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. And people all over the country now are abandoning Fox News. And it isn't just because of Tucker Carlson, but for many, Tucker was the straw that broke the camel's back. We get more from Greg Kelly. A lot of things are coming out of Fox News, and uh, including this. Vanity Fair reports that Tucker may have been axed because of a prayer talk that he gave. That stuff freaks out management. He talked about prayer as recently as last week. That's from noted media reporter Gabriel Sherman. Is this the reason why Tucker is no longer at Fox News? Take a look. Maybe we should all take just like 10 minutes a day to say a prayer about it. I'm serious, like why not? Even I have concluded it might be worth taking just 10 minutes out of your busy schedule to say a prayer for the future, and I hope you will. What a beautiful, positive, proactive message, and he said that just last week. Did that raise issues for him with management? That would be very, very interesting. And I do mean proactive. You know, a lot of folks in conservative media, they will rally around the faith when it's under attack. All right. And that's a good thing. I'm not complaining about it all the time. Christianity under attack. It's a, almost a, it's a headline you see all the time in the conservative world. I run stories like that. But what about proactively talking about faith. You know, you can't just defend it all the time. You have to actually talk about it, I think. And from time to time on this show, I am able to express that. I started reading the Bible about seven years ago and everything changed. Uh, kicked alcohol and anxiety. Used to be my constant companion, but peace and tranquility. Hey, I still can get worried, but my life is radically different from what it was before I found God and Jesus. It, um, and I highly, highly, highly recommend it. It's interesting though, in America today, what I just did, sharing that message, that's considered, ooh, don't do that. But if you wanna talk about Black Lives Matter, hey, have at it, Black Lives Matter. And you got a right to wear that pin wherever you want, right? Yes, you do, oh, by the way. But do your corporate overlords have to hand out those pins and tell everybody to wear them? That's kind of a problem. Greg Kelly, host of Greg Kelly Reports, weeknights at 10 Eastern. And there's news from the Vatican today. Pope Francis will allow women to vote for the first time at a meeting of bishops. The move, the Vatican says, is designed to give women more say in the Roman Catholic Church. And the Massachusetts Air National Guards member accused of leaking classified military documents is in court today for a detention hearing. This was a huge story. A couple weeks back, prosecutors want the 
21-year-old to remain in custody without bail as he awaits his trial. And a reminder, Newsmax TV is available on most major cable systems like Comcast Xfinity, Cox, AT&T, DirecTV, Dish, Verizon, and many others, as well as platforms like Roku, Amazon. By the way, Amazon reporting earnings today as the earnings parade continues on Wall Street. So hold on to your portfolio. And don't forget, if you get the Newsmax app on your phone, you can watch your favorite shows anywhere, anytime. Thank you, as always, for listening to Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. I'll see you right back here tomorrow. In the meantime, keep fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.